the super wild card weekend picks with Chris Long edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona for boosted parlays to in game odds on every major sport. WinBet has what you need. Sign up today to receive a $1,000 risk free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit WINNBet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a free to play app that lets you bet on all your favorite NFL player props for a chance to win awesome prizes. Download the app today over at betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. That's betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGPN your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to propswap.com or download the PropSwap app today. We're also brought to you by SoBet. Sign up to bet against your friends and join the social betting revolution at sobet.io slash SGPN. That's sobet.io slash SGPN. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. This is Nate Collins. You're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. The sports gambling podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money green with my partner and picks, Ryan. Real money, Kramer. What's happening, Kramer? Dog. Uh, happy super, 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 super. hard weekend. I feel like we're going to a monster truck valley. Super, super, super Monday night. Monday night. Yeah, no, having the Monday night game is awesome. We got two games Saturday, three games Thursday, and a bonus Monday night football. We got a ton of uh, podcasts coming. If you guys, uh, if you missed it, make sure you check out the FFPC uh, playoff challenge. We did a little uh, draft there with our fantasy football editor and um, now managing editor, Adam Appelletier. That was really fun. And we're going to be giving away. A free uh, two hundred dollar FFPC lineup. Make sure you hop into our Slack channel, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Slack to get the details on how to win that. But uh, I, I'm jacked up for this episode. It's the playoffs. The Eagles are in. We just taped uh, an amazing interview with Philadelphia Eagles Super Bowl champ Chris Long. Uh, I mean, yeah, Sean. It was uh, it was great to see you uh, reminisce with a former teammate. Uh, a lot of wheeze throwing around. I yeah, love just uh, me and Chris going back with a lot of wheeze and us's. I try. I tried to do my best. I didn't want to come off uh, like Chris Farley. Do you remember those old SNL sketches where he would he had his like cable access show and he would have super famous people on. And he would just go, uh, "Hey, uh, like when they had Paul McCartney on, he's like, hey, uh, uh, remember that time uh, you said uh, let it be?' Yeah, what was that like? So I think I avoided doing a complete." Uh, Chris Farley in the interview, but uh, we got that. We got a uh, original song from Nagel's Bagels oh, about yeah. the New York Football Giants, and of course, locks, dogs, and teases. All right, enough messing around. Let's get it going. 
This edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast and all the podcasts on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network brought to you by our good buddies over at WinBet. Already uh, playing around with my favorite build your own bet over at WinBet. Does involve one team from Philadelphia, one quarterback who's possibly a rare breed, possibly untamed. So fun to connect a bunch of bets together like true. Hashtag Dejans only. And, uh, get some great paydays. And the, the best part is for every $20 build your own bet you put in, you have a chance to win a trip to Shaq's fun house in Los Angeles and a uh, $5,000 risk-free bet with the win and a $5,000 travel credit. Oh man. Win bet is awesome. Bet big win bigger with win bet. All you got to do is go to winnbet.com or download the win betting app. Joining us on the line, two-time Super Bowl champ and host of the Greenlight Podcast, part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network, Chris Long. Chris, uh, thanks for coming on the show, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, good to see y'all again, man. Yeah, we we ran into you at the uh, Blue Wire Studios in Las Vegas. It was right before the Eagles were about to play the Raiders. Uh, I was jacked up. I was like, I, I have a feeling they're going to start running the ball more. We're going <laughs> to turn this season around. Miles Sanders. It was a nightmare experience because I go with my yeah. dad. He he flies out from the East Coast. We're up seven nothing. I had taken some edibles before going into the game. They were hitting right as right as we hit that first touchdown, and then it's all downhill from there. I, I left the stadium thinking, like, oh man, Sirianni, maybe he is one and done. Yeah, uh, m- maybe the simple systems were idiotic, and then it's the the season's completely turned around. My how things change. I mean, certainly the schedule helps, but I also think with a big assist from. Philly fans, uh, you got Nick Sirianni developing as a head coach and kind of the way he goes about trying to win football games with this team. And uh, I'm impressed. I mean, I am impressed. Like, I'm not saying they're going to go win the Super Bowl. I actually think they have a shot to, I mean, they're going to cover this weekend, but I actually think they have a chance to win. Uh, I don't know what I'm missing. Um, Maybe I'm missing something big, but I think, you know, this run of commitment to running the football is the best thing for this team. And it's also been a process with him of like the players buy into him. Like yeah. they really do. Like from the beginning we heard, well, the media doesn't buy into him. The fans don't buy into him. But like I would consistently hear, even when they weren't great on the field early in the year, that players liked him. And so I knew he'd have a puncher's chance and to hit that curveball and adjust is pretty impressive for a head coach. I- I, I can't really think of anything like this, especially in the NFL, where the entire fan base is screaming, run the ball. They actually run the ball. They completely change their offense and it works. Now, Eagles fans, I feel like we're drunk with power because we we basically we bullied drunk our, with power. We bullied our head coach and it's working. Like, listen to us. We're right. There's one thing. They are drunk with power, and I don't blame them because they do <laughs> and other have, stuff. They too. do have power. Yeah, drunk with 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 alcohol too. And uh, yeah. But like, um, yeah, I just, it's impressive, man. And, and it's impressive of them. And it's a reflection of the, you know, the veteran leadership on this team. Like this team changed since we won a super bowl. Like there's um, there's a lot of new faces. There's a lot of young dudes um, and to get everybody on the same page, to get production from guys like Quez or Gainwell or 
you know, like they, there's just been a lot of unexpected, unheralded people who have stepped up singleton on defense. You know, Rodney McLeod is had his bumps in the road with, you know, his injuries and then like the playing time, but he stepped up late in the season and made some really clutch plays. They're getting production in a lot of places. I mean, Javon Hargraves had like a, like a, a pro bowl year, whether he made it yeah. or not, he had a pro bowl year. And so um, it was just, well, th- there's a lot of positives. What about, what about Josh sweat? I mean, I feel like that game against Washington, he, he was like kind of one of the biggest uh, impact players there. He had a hell of a game as an edge rusher. You know, the, the big question for him was, Hey, can that knee hold out? Yeah. And it seems like it has, what have you seen out of Josh sweat? I like Josh sweat, man. I, I, uh, I, I always thought he was going to be good. I, I did not know how good, like, because it's kind of up to him and it's also not up to him with his injury history. I mean, like the knee is a, you never know. Uh, and that's why he didn't go like top five, because to me, a, a healthy Josh sweat is a top five pick. Um, and so what you're seeing is great value in a guy that they, that they got at a discount and they took a chance on him and, and uh, he's developing, which is great. It's great when your players develop. I mean, it's like, that's not a, it's something that we take for granted that players are automatically going to get better, but, but NFL coaches are not all created equal and systems are not all created equal in schemes. And so to get what they're getting out of him, for him to be like a real deal contributor and a weapon for us. I mean, I guarantee you when offenses are scouting the Eagles defense, there's a couple guys you got to take care of. And one of them is Josh sweat, which is interesting to say. Uh, and I don't think everybody expected that. As a Giants fan, I take nothing for granted, and none, no <laughs> players in the Giants have progressed under a, another man who, you know, I was going to caution you. The players seem to like Joe Judge as well, um, but yeah, no, Sirianni Publicly. getting it done. Oh, yeah, there you go. Maybe that's the key here. And hey, look, as I'm, I'm out uh, on Joe Judge, as are the Giants. But yeah, no, I, I think just seeing the player development—that's the key. Like that's the sign of coaching. Not to draw in my own coaching experience, youth soccer, yeah. but. If I'm not making these girls better, it's on me. It's not on the franchise. It's not not on on the player. And that's the thing when we talk about draft picks all the time. Like people are mad at Derek Barnett in Philly. Like people are always mad at Derek Barnett in Philly. Nobody works harder than Derek Barnett to hone his craft. Nobody plays harder than Derek Barnett. He's tough. He's a fun teammate. He's a I guy. like I like I as a fan I like the fire. I think I think the personal foul penalties that the, really that stuff he can control. But yeah. outside that, I'd rather turn a guy down than have to turn him up. But the point is is like all right, it's kind of like the uh, maybe maybe he's not the right example because I think I don't I don't think of a guy like that as a bust. Like people love to use that word and throw it around like he's been a productive cat that you got um where'd they get him in the middle of the first yeah, I think it was like the 14th uh, overall pick. Yeah, I think I think I think the expectations were maybe a little off. And those are never say, his fault. You know what I mean? Like yeah. those are not the players' fault. Like it's just like people can be mad at Jalen Rager the rest of his life, but it's stupid. Be mad at Howie Roseman. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. people can be mad at JJ Ortega Whiteside, who the, like I feel like the the whole the whole arc, the character arc, you know, ended the other day with that drop. Oh my God. But, yeah. but P- it's not his fault. It's not his fault. He's not DK Metcalf. It's not Jalen Rager's fault. He's not Justin Jefferson. These guys are doing the best they can do. I guarantee it. And that's the league is like, Hey, listen, a lot of times we get mad at the players, but not the people who, who put them in positions to be disappointing to fans. 
You know, and and I've I've certainly had my moments where I've been super mad and and pissed off at Howie Roseman for some of these picks and how they've how they panned out or eventually they turned out. But then you look at the team now and we're in the playoffs. We have three first round picks. We have a ton of cap space. It's kind of hard to kill the GM. No, I'm not. And, no, and I think Howie's hit on some things. Like yeah, I, like listen, the Jalen Hurts thing. Uh, you know, the Eagles have won that trade. Okay. Like, yes. Like the Eagles have won that trade officially. Now uh, there's also a lot of victory lapping and say like winning that trade doesn't mean you have your guy the next 10 years. I don't know. He's got, he, he's got, you know, he's, he's still got some proven to do in my opinion. And like this weekend's going to go a long way. Like step up here. We're going to feel real good about Jalen hurts for the next few years. And uh, I think developing him is going to be a key because they've developed game plans to be more agreeable to a young player. Who's essentially a rookie. I mean, like I don't even hold 2020 against anybody. Like that's especially for rookies in that year. Like it's hard to prepare how he did a good job with Jalen. They've done a good job with some of the free agent signings. uh, Some of the draft picks. I really like the kid from uh, Louisiana tech, uh, the D tackle. So Milton Williams, yeah, you're sitting here in the first round. And despite some of those misses, like despite some of those misses, despite, and we haven't talked about Andre Dillard who, you know, has improved, but yeah. And that, and that kind of, that kind of epitomizes Howie. you miss with Andre Dillard, a first rounder, but then you bring in Jordan Mylotta, a, a seventh round pick, a guy who's never played football. Yeah. Now Stoutland deserves a ton of credit yeah, for that. Does. Turning a guy who's never played football into like a franchise left tackle, but it's crazy. He, he hits on the really hard stuff, but then misses on like first round guys that are, you know, supposedly can't miss. Yeah, no. And you know what? It's also a tough city to be a decision maker and a GM and like everybody knows football in that city and everybody (laughs) keeps track of things. It's not like you can hide. Um, And so, you know, I really think that hitting on Jalen hurts and making Jalen hurts the guy, especially in a year where like, if he had continued to be inconsistent towards the end of the season, I think then we're having a big conversation about this off season because there's a big veteran quarterback carousel. Um, I still think uh, there's probably one or two quarterbacks who's going to, who are going to have first or second round type of careers out of this group. I just don't know who they are. That's the way this thing goes. Uh, But he's created some job security for himself. Uh, by playing clutch and just like being a leader, being even keeled, adding what he adds with his legs and, and kind of developing as a passer. Like um, this has been a big stretch for him. It was absolutely crunch time and albeit the teams aren't great, but he's done what he's supposed to do. And so now like he has a great opportunity to cement himself as the guy going in this off season. You got to know how he's got ADD with this stuff. Like, you know, it's like give it's him beautiful. a week. Give him a week. He'll be thinking about something else. So, it's like, be- it, go out yeah, and play. Be- you know, get job security for yourself. And it's beautiful what happens when a coach says, "You know what? We got this player. Let's try to make an offense for him." Not to yep. say they're running the triple option out there, but they're definitely running something a little bit different in today's NFL. Uh, you know, again, drawing it back to to my horrible Giants. I, I mean, Jason Garrett, perfect example of putting a square peg in a triangle hole, yeah. putting a square peg in a circle hole. And again, as someone who hates the Eagles, uh, I will say like Jalen hurts. That dude's a gamer. He might not be a franchise quarterback, but he's trying to win games and we, and he may, and he may be. And, and like, you know, I think the thing about this young kid is he's like, I pointed out, he's essentially a rookie. So you just are faced with the decision in the off season, which he's making a lot easier. Hey, do we try something else 
or do we stick with this kid and say, Hey, we can develop him because he may not be a franchise quarterback right now, but he's damn close to kind of cementing himself as being that guy. And I think, uh, you know, this weekend, whether they win or not, how he plays in a big spot is going to go a long way towards endearing him to the city. And like, you know, it's going to be hard to make a decision if you're Howie against the will of that city. Like we already talked about that city playing into, you know, factoring into how you call games. Like if there, if people are in love with Jalen hurts, that makes it really hard. If it's a tie uh, and you're looking at something else, the tie goes to the guy that the city loves. Yeah, no, and and I think Howie and and uh, Jeffrey probably to some degree realized, hey, we drafted him as a backup. As crazy as it is to draft a a backup quarterback in the second round, uh, that decision. So I think in their head, they still kind of view him as a backup, and it's tough for them to to kind of adjust what they originally saw him as. But to your point, like he's in, he keeps improving, and yeah. that's my thing is I want to keep riding with this guy until I see him stop improving. Because if you can build a team around a, a quarterback with on a rookie deal like this, especially in the second round, like you can put some, I mean, three first round picks, you can put some good guys around him. That's the key. Like, even if you think he has deficiencies that he's going to continue to improve, like you can build a very solid roster around this guy because of in part, these three picks that you're going to have on the back half of the first round, which isn't a bad place to be picking, especially in a year like this year. And if you hit those out of the park, like he'll be how he'll be a hero again. Like, you know, there, there was a time here where people and some people are still like cool on Howie, but if he hits on these picks um, and continues to build around a guy who's developing, this team could be fun to watch for a couple years at least. Yeah. And you mentioned your, you, you kind of like them. I, I noticed on the win bet, they're catching plus eight and a half plus 300 on the money line. Are you, you're, you're feeling an outright win. I, cause, cause to me, again, I'm a, I'm a maniac. So my analysis is probably a little biased, but I, I think they match up decently against them. I, I think the fact that they play them before, I think Tampa Bay is pretty banged up. Um, you know, I think Gronk's going to be a handful. handful, but what's, what's your take on that game specifically? And, and especially like betting wise. Yeah. Well, I think Evans had a big day. The first day, I think Gronk's always a terrifying problem, but one of the biggest injuries that the, the, the bucks have incurred has been Leonard Fournette. I mean, like that's a guy who helped them kind of, you know, win a championship down the stretch last year. Defense was big, but to have a run game. Uh, and one thing is Tom loves a dependable option out of the backfield, the passing game um, to have that stuff. You know, Ronald Jones is a, is a, is a real solid player, uh, but that's a big loss. And I think the, the biggest loss in the passing game uh, that could have happened might've been Chris Godwin. I mean, next to Gronk, I mean like Chris Godwin's not their best player, but he might be one of their most important players. And and like when you think about Tom and having that option and conversion situations, like gotta have it situations and having jewels in New England, having somebody that you can really trust. I felt like he had that real trust with Chris Godwin. And so unfortunately, they're very banged up. You lose the guy that could take the top off the defense. Um, you know, early in the season, the back end defensively wasn't great for them. This is not a superhero team. You know, like I've said from the beginning of the year, they're not the same team that they were last year, and they're certainly not the same team that they were when they beat the Eagles 28-22. And on the other sideline, the Eagles aren't the same team. So I think this game comes down to defensively for the Eagles. Can you be really good on third down? You know, um, can you 
can you harass Tom? Can you, can you create, I mean, this is a cliche rush with four, right? Can you get pressure with four? Um, if they can do that, if they can be pretty good on third down, I think they have a chance to win this game. I really do because I like our offensive lines chances. Anytime you got Jeff Stoutland with a chance to kind of scheme up a, a game plan to deal with rushers like Vita Vea, um, to deal with Indomitian suit, to deal with those two edge guys. And you get the tackles that can actually handle these guys. Like, I don't care who you put in front of lane. I like lane. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so this is a game that's going to be, it's cliche, but it will be won and lost in the trenches because of the strengths and weaknesses of these two teams. And I think the Eagles at least cover and, and uh, have got a, have got a shot here because the bucks have looked, they've looked up and down since this rash injuries. And, and I don't think they're a super bowl team. I just don't this. I mean, the number suggests the books are scared that the bucks are going to blow them out. I mean, this is like teaser protection written all over it. it does. And it, the only thing I can think of is that this is, you know, it feels like the kind of game that it's going to come down to a Jalen hurts throw or two because that's, and got, that, that's it. It's can hurts play. Well, if hurts plays well, if hurts plays bad, they're going to lose and they might get blown out. But if he's the guy that Philly says he is the fans, you know, uh, if, if he's the guy that, that they think he is like, they can win this game, but, but he can't play poor. He can't play that game. Like he played against the giants. Yeah. And I'm uh, as a fan, I'm hoping that was kind of the outlier. Cause I thought his best passing game, honestly, was the, the one he just played against Washington. Like some of the ball placement, I get all fired up in the office. I get the baldy breakdowns and ball dingers. Just like, look at this rollout. Look at him finding <laughs> the next level, the progressions. And he, he seems to me, uh, you know, as a guy who breaks down film, AKA watches a couple of videos on Twitter, it seems like he's seeing the field uh, a lot better. He's seeing it I, better. Yeah. Yes. It, I mean, it, you know, just kind of casually. Now you mentioned we're, we're talking point spread, uh, you know, being a sports gambling podcast. We're always, I've always kind of wondered how aware are the uh, NFL players of the betting line? Because, you know, especially now with gambling, you have to be somewhat aware of it. Obviously, you guys, uh, you know, there, there was that great run where you broke out the dog mass. Is there any. Like how much is that uh, a motivating factor, I guess, in the locker room? Well, you know what? The dog mask thing started because people wouldn't stop asking us about being underdogs at underdogs. home. And like, we were like, okay, they have one question this week. Let's mess with them and we'll, <laughs> we'll come out with some masks or whatever. And then it caught fire. But like, honestly, I couldn't tell you what the line was in that super bowl. I could like, I didn't know. We knew we weren't favorites. Um, and I think it was up near in the eight and a half range, I think. I think it was the Super Bowl in Minneapolis, but um, and then it shrunk down a little bit. But like, I I think as players, we're more cognizant of just where the noise is. Um, now, as things go here, and as the TV in the cafeteria inevitably is going to have lines under games now because people are kind of sneaking lines into the like mainstream type stuff. Like they're whispering about it. Like they're not overt about it on all your programming, but you're going to see lines now more on really mainstream things players are going to learn more. Um, we used to, I used to run around trying to like find suckers, uh, who didn't know about lines and like find say if Brandon Graham and Michigan, uh, they were getting ready to play Ohio state and Ohio state was like six point favorites. I'd be like, Hey, you want to bet this game? And I know BG only bets straight up. Like, yeah, you know, the so, money line guy yeah, know so I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> I'll take Ohio state. And like, I'd go around and find the dogs in the locker room, like Louisiana tech, whoever. 
and see if guys get it or they don't. <laughs> and uh, you'd be surprised how little people get about this stuff. And honestly, I've learned a lot about gambling since I retired because Lord knows like gambling on the NFL is totally different than like running around and trying to find a sucker on a college football bet for $15. You know what I mean? It's way different. And uh, I've learned a lot. Like I really sucked when I got into it as most players probably do when they get out of the league, like, cause they think they're competitors. They think they know, and you almost have to learn to trick yourself like, or not trust yourself in certain scenarios, identify the situations where what you're thinking is too easy. It makes too much sense. You got to almost like go the other way. Uh, and that's been big for me. Yeah. Well, and, and honestly, probably knowing these guys personally and having inside information might actually hurt you in gambling because you know, you're like, Oh, I know that guy, this guy's going to be up for this game. And, mm-hmm. and it kind of blinds you maybe to some of the other sides. Yeah. I mean, you, also- like you, you do. I mean, you, th- you try to think for teams and that sort of thing. Like I, I think probably the best, the best gamblers, um, they understand, you know, the context around games. And as players, like we understand it in like kind of a, a silo, like we're in our little silos, but like, I feel like really sharp guys, like have a really 30,000 foot view of, Hey, what were the two other games on either side of this game? Like, is it like, I've heard division sandwich used. I've heard all types of terms that I never thought about when I was a player, it was about that game and that matchup. But there are things that I've learned and picked up from people that are really smart about this stuff that I never thought about as a player. Yeah. You got to take the emotion out of it and just dive into spreadsheets. Welcome to the world of gambling. (laughs) I'm looking at, I'm looking at pace of play. Like I was like, I was like, man, this really sucks. I'm like looking at home and road pace of play. And I'm like calculating totals. Like this is bad now. Yeah. Well, and it's funny. I think you tweeted out something similar, but especially once you start messing with totals, it's funny. Cause you're especially like with basketball, especially you're just, you don't realize how much math you're doing real time during the game. <laughs> yeah. And you're constantly, I feel like totals are sometimes the worst because mm-hmm. you can be so relaxed and feel like the game's in hand. You almost stop watching it. Like you're watching it, but you're not counting and you're like, Oh shit. They just, yeah, like, you know, the, like, the like, like the three touchdowns. Game. Yeah, three yeah. touchdowns in seven minutes. And there was that pick six, and I had the uh, the under, and I felt like I'm in cruise control, man. Like I had Georgia in the under. Um, and of course, that two point conversion was big because it allowed Georgia to cover then. And and I thought I was in the clear, and then they kept picked the ball off. And Kirby Smart's like, get down. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like doing math in my head. And by the time he's at the 10 yard line, I realized I still got it. But like, there is a lot of quick calculation. There's also a lot of making it possible in your head. Like, you know, allowing yourself to continue to watch the game, like doing the math, like, well, if we get this and then a two, it's not going to happen. Like just realize when you lost the bet and try to hedge with a live line or something. It's my favorite is rooting for that pick six. We saw in the Georgia game, which is like, (laughs) all right, so I, I can still cover. I just need them to in overtime, kick the field goal and then get a pick six. So we can cover that seven point spread. And it's like, you end up being this, you, you catch yourself into this mode of like, Oh, okay. A little bit of a well, junkie if, action yeah, there. If you find yourself rooting for overtime to get the cover, That's bad. you know, it, 
you know, it's cooked. I mean, I was on the chargers minus three, so I was rooting for overtime to get to that. And then maybe they'll get the cover. And then halfway through, I just switched and started rooting for the tie because the chaos of it. And then I came full circle when they got the first down, they're going to kick the field goal and stuff it down the rival's throat. I'm like, Oh yeah, that's badass. Madden would love this. So I was, I, I, I went from rooting for each side yeah. of the game from chargers to tie to Raiders. Well, I had, the chargers, I, uh, I had the chargers uh win total, uh, oh, you know, and, and I fell just short cause of that, but either way, whether it tied or not, I wasn't going to get it. Um, you know, I, I do a lot of teasers, um, for whatever reason. And, uh, and, and those are the worst to, to kind of track because they're just so like, you end up in so many situations where one thing is going to make the other thing impossible. You know what I mean? Like if you need the over and y- you know, it's just, if anybody at home does teasers, they're really, they make the game a tough watch. You were the key, the key, Chris, and I'm going to give you a compliment here because teasers are very sharp. You just have to play them the right way. Don't play teasers with totals. That would be my advice. Yeah. Only sides. Yeah, and in that's the, the problem is I've been I've had a habit, especially in college football. I quit doing college football totals. Like I'll do it in the pros, uh, but yeah, like you gotta you gotta try to pick the sides you like because the the numbers inevitably disappoint you. And if you think about it, a lot of times, I mean, it's one touchdown, it's one pick six, it's one short field. It's like, you know, it's much more predictable to figure out who's going to win the game. Yeah, no, and uh, especially with the teasers, like there's this. Have you been introduced to Wong? Yeah, the Wong sevens yet? and threes. Yeah, I yeah. mean, like, yeah. So I I kind of try to abide by that, like. um, you know, I don't see a lot of great opportunities for teasers this weekend, uh, but inevitably I will uh, because I'm addicted. So uh, yeah, by the time uh, Saturday comes around, all of a sudden you got a uh, win bet, build your own bet. You like to do with like a couple, uh, you know, anytime Cincy. touchdowns. Cincy. I like Cincy. I, li- I do like Cincy. Uh, if I'm going to tease something this weekend, I just got to find a, a dance partner here. Cause I think the bill, I think the bills win this game. I do. And I might take them out. Right. I also like the over in that game and I'm kind of yeah. wondering what I'm missing there. Well, that's the problem. When you have that feeling of what am I missing? You're probably missing something. The other game to tease, and it's going to be an unpopular one is the bucks. It's a classic Wong teaser, right? It now, is so. but my heart, you know, it's like, <laughs> I don't want to tease against my heart. And, uh, it, and, and I actually like the Niners. I do. I like the Niners outright, uh, get them up to 10. You could tease them up to 10, nine. you know, uh, or nine. And then, you know, I, I actually, a lot of people think it's going to be an absolute shootout and it could be, but I don't hate the under there. The, the, the big thing that that game is going to be the four man rush. I mean, you know, not to think about it from a two defensive line centric uh, situation, but San Francisco's weaknesses is, is in the back end. And uh, if they can get pressure, uh, I really like San Francisco. And another thing is Debo Samuel is going to have some big plays as good as Trayvon Diggs is. They don't tackle well on the back end. So give me uh give me well, yeah, San Francisco I mean- there. Uh, Cowboys and Bucks, I think, are kind of coming in, riding a little bit off, uh, off their reputation and maybe what they did earlier in the season. But I mean, you know, getting back to the Bucks, they were down what fourteen points against that Jets team. Uh, yeah. You know, and that whole AB thing aside, yeah. I you know, like football reasons, uh, Cyril Grayson is now doubtful for them. No AB, uh, and you know, I feel like Dallas kind of 
you know, the win over the Eagles uh, practice squad there maybe covered up some of the blemishes. Shoot, Washington win. Dallas has not looked right since Dak hurt his calf. Like, look at look at their offense. I mean, they they've had real flashes of brilliance thanks to mostly like you know a couple guys on defense. Um, but their their offense has not been you know on target, and they're something like one in four against ten win teams. Um, you know and. I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth because I'm telling you about the Eagles, but uh, after that statistic, but I, I do, <laughs> I do feel like they're kind of limping in and that's kind of why McCarthy played all his starters. I mean, people freaked out about that, but you know, I know in this new era, like you're supposed to take zero risk with the health of players and that sort of thing. But um, I, I would have played the guys because not only to get Dalton Schultz back and you need reps with him and Dak, but um, you also are getting used to not having Gallup, um, you know, and your offense has been off kilter. And that's a lot of the reason that tells you where they think they're at. I don't think they feel good about where they're at. And I don't think they feel good about the matchup of the team they're playing either. And I think I just, just as far as the, you know, we might be looking back and saying, wow, Mike McCarthy, not someone we compliment often on this show, but wow, maybe a smart move to play because I do. I that, re- so. that, that rest rust thing. I mean, I always bring it back to my giants when they played their starters against the undefeated Patriots and they get, they gave them a game. And, and, yeah. you know, if you look back and you hear the, the words of like Strahan and some of the other guys, they said that that was huge. That was a confidence building. Like we felt like we were playing well getting into the postseason. So as much as I hate the Cowboys too, uh, I hope it wasn't I think the it right was the, decision. I think it was the right decision. And I don't know if they can, I don't know if they win the game in it or anything like that. I mean, it's going to be a hell of a game. And also the, the thing that the NFL got right here. And I'm sure that like, probably from a gambling sense, it helps too. like a ton of big franchises, like in the playoffs this, this year. I mean, from the, the Raiders to the chiefs, to the Niners, to Dallas, like the rush of nostalgia there, you got Philly, you got Tom Brady on another team. Like they really hit it out of the park this year with the teams that are in the postseason. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Notice, notice I didn't mention the Cardinals. Um, Cause I just, I don't know. yeah. Worst case they're, they're crossing their fingers that they don't get an Arizona, Tennessee, Super Bowl. Oh, oh my God. They won't. Cause Arizona would have to be in it. I, I don't, I, <laughs> I, I just, I, I'm, I hate it for my, my buddy Ertz Cause I, I just don't oh. know. I just don't know if they have it late in the year. It's like all the signs point to the fact that they, there's something fundamentally wrong with that place as far as winning late in the year. All right, Chris, uh, before we uh, let you go here, obviously appreciate you calling it. It sounds like if you had a lock right now, you're going, uh, you're going Cincy laying the, laying the five and a half. I don't know if I had a lock right now. Hey, I, why wouldn't it be the Rams, man? Like I'm looking at the Rams. Like it's again, it's one of those, what am I missing things? Yeah. And I was on the Cardinals against Dallas when everybody was on Dallas. So, because I just feel like they were due and that sort of thing, the Rams have lived dangerously, but they're a better team than the Cardinals. And I think, you know, like that first game of the year goes away. If there's a lock for me, I like, I think I like the under in the Tampa Philly game. Mm. I think I like the under there. If we're talking about a total, and I might like the I might like the the Niners uh, as well. I got a couple locks. That's the way I think, dude. <laughs> See, that's I, I could tell. Chris is, is a true. Uh, fire, fire, fire. There you go, yeah. true Dejans only. <laughs> well, Chris, appreciate you uh, hopping on the podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the uh, Greenlight Podcast, and also. Uh, uh, real quick, uh, make sure you check out his charity, uh, waterboys.org. You guys do a ton of great work. 
I've donated and uh, yeah, I suggest everyone else does Thank as you well. So much. Appreciate you. All right. Take it easy, Chris. Oh yeah. Oh man. NFL playoffs. Perfect time to head over to propswap.com. So many futures to get down on teams to win the AFC teams to win the NFC teams to win the super bowl and uh, still a lot of the uh, different uh, awards. So M- MVP defensive player of the year, you want to get down on it. Uh, Propswap.com is the place to go. It's where America goes to buy and sell real sports bets. Just head over to propswap.com. Use that promo code S G P propswap.com promo code SGP instant deposit match up to $500. And of course, also make sure you check out betterfantasy.com slash S G P N B E T T O R fantasy.com slash S G P N get in on all their uh, free to play playoff uh, prop games. They got a ton going on for the NFL playoffs. Just go to betterfantasy.com slash S G P N free to play and you can win awesome prizes. Uh, turn them in, turn your credits into gift cards, betterfantasy.com slash S G P N. All right, Ryan, six games on the slate. Before we do that, friend of the program, Nagels <sighs> bagels. Uh, he put out a, an amazing song on social media describing the downfall of the New York football giants. In particular, this is a gentleman based song. We had to share it uh, with the audience whenever you're ready, Kramer. I heard the news we've been waiting for that you were finally shown the door cause you don't know how to build a franchise do ya <laughs> Gettleman resigned that's the funniest part you traded picks a third a fifth you signed Nate Solder who is a stiff the team's a joke the fans are broke <laughs> hallelujah Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> you have to see the visual Hallelujah. of Nagels. He's very into it. He's swaying back and forth. <laughs> oh, he's got another verse in him. For the new GM, some advice for you. Don't take a running back at number two. A pass rusher and some linemen would behoove ya. Dave Gettleman, you won't be missed. Mara knows the fans are pissed. You were the wrong guy. Say goodbye, hallelujah. 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 Bye bye, Dave. Off the Cape Cod, you <laughs> asshole! Oh man, what an awesome way to end it.
Awesome work by Nagel's Bagels. Underrated musician and vocalist. All right, enough messing around, Kramer. Let's get to the games. Yeah, I mean, he's got five tools that Nagel's Bagels. Las Vegas heads to Cincinnati, 1 30 here on the West Coast Saturday. Alert the family members. We have super wild card games all weekend long. Cincinnati's laying five and a half, minus 240 on the money line. Vegas plus 195. 49 is the total. Last time these time last time these teams faced each other, Sean, it was a bloodbath. Cincinnati winning 32 to 13. Big emotional win for the Raiders. Short week coming off an overtime game. Lots of reasons to fade the Raiders, but John Madden and the spirit rides yeah, with this team. Derek Carr said the mission's not over. <clears throat> said the mission is not over. I know it's his first playoff start, but there is something about this team, the way that defensive line is getting after it. I know Burrow's a guy who performs well under pressure, but that's the blitz. I think if they can get pressure with four, this could be a tough spot for Burrow. Uh, Sean, I'm interested to see which way you're going on this one because my instincts say, as much as I like Cincinnati to advance in this game, this line is too. Yeah, big. it is. It is weird because uh, you know we were talking with our uh, new new uh, best friend uh, Chris Long here, and he was talking about putting Bengals in a tease, and I, I definitely like the tease. The the five and a half is a as a hair scary. And you said get pressure with four. I, I think it's get pressure with one. I'm I am. Pretty concerned that Max Crosby. I mean, this is a guy who could just single-handedly wreck this game. You also mentioned uh, quarterbacks making their first playoff start. Of course, both Derek Carr and Joe Burrow making their first uh, playoff starts. Uh, I, I think they're six and sixteen against the spread since two thousand two as favorites. Um, road underdogs have done better eight and ten against the spread. So. You know the trends would suggest Derek Carr here in a better spot, at least to get the cover. As far as the game itself, oh man, you know, uh, Twitterless Steve in the Slack channel really got me digging deep on this Derek Carr cold weather nugget. This this is great. Derek Carr for his career in games where kickoff temp was uh, even was uh, thirty seven degrees or less, zero and five, never scored more than seventeen points. One game. Uh, only with a passer rating over 78. And and you talk about the Madden angle. I don't know what Madden's widow is planning on doing for the game. If she's going to the game and she's going to bring her own torch, I'm seriously worried about this. Uh, but this Bengals team right now just seems to be peaking at the right time. And for the Raiders, it feels like getting in was kind of their Super Bowl, right? Like, wasn't that, wasn't that that Super Bowl we saw? Uh, Sunday night to close out the season. I mean, the way they ended that thing, and that was five quarters, almost five entire full quarters of tough physical football. I mean, you saw how gassed that defense got in overtime and in the fourth quarter, just defending, uh, you know, Herbert. And and Herbert was just going up and down the field. That was like a 17 play drive where he's averaging only like four yards. It was just incomplete, incomplete, uh, fourth and 10 completion. I feel like that physically, emotionally, that's got to take a toll on you. And now they were the team that last played, and now they have the earliest kickoff playing against a well rested Bengals team that, again, is peaking at the right time. Um, Joe Burrow, not, the chase connection's real, but even like T. Higgins. I mean, his uh, he's averaging 11.4 yards per attempt on uh, these last couple of games. He's just been going off. 
I got to take the Bengals here. Although I am, I, I'm worried about like a 28, uh, 24 type game, but I, I I'm on Cincinnati here. You know, the last thing I'll add is I think Darren Waller is going to pose a pretty significant threat to this Bengals defense. We've seen what what guys like Mark Andrews can do, and he's on that level. And you know, they it, I feel like it's not a huge part of the storyline. Uh, you know, he didn't do much for our ETH team this year, Sean. But when he was at his best, he was really making it hard to guard Hunter Renfro as well. And so I think the Waller Renfro connection could be an interesting one. I'm scared of the small sample size, cold weather trend as well, uh, but I'm a John Madden guy, and uh, some things are not explainable. And everyone's going to talk about how tired this Vegas team is. Well, what I might say is, hey, there might be a little rust up there. Classic in rust versus rust. Uh, as they, I, I just, I'm going to lean into the the uh, the 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 rust angle, and uh, I'm going to take the Raiders plus the points, although. If you put a gun to my head, as we often do, I would probably pick the Bengals to advance. But the more that I think about it, in the con- especially in the context of FFPC, Sean, I'm getting a Waller lineup together. <laughs> I might even, I might even get silly and get a Josh Jacobs lineup together. I'm uh, just more and more. This, this is going to be the team that doesn't make sense, and then they get their ass handed to them in the second round. But I think in the first round, well, I like again, they they are kind of playing with house money. Uh, their last playoff win for the Bengals uh, comes all the way back on January sixth, nineteen ninety one. I I think I mentioned this on a podcast, but basically, no, there's a fun nugget. No one has ever texted anyone that the Bengals have won a playoff game. Text messaging was invented <laughs> in nineteen ninety two, although you know people started didn't really start using it till the two thousand. So. Uh, they they certainly have a kind of a completely screwed franchise there, but uh, I'm I'm all over the Bengals here. The more we're talking it out, I I just think this I think this Raiders team is hitting a wall. They they got into the playoffs. They got you know Basaccia enough to like consider him as the head coach. It was a great run. Uh, they had that upset of the Colts. I I just think they're running on empty and they're going to hit a wall here. And Derek Carr, the mascara. I don't think it's gonna. It's it may start running in oh. uh, Cincinnati. Does he does he wear something uh. around his eyes or he just has naturally goth looking eyes? What is? Am I crazy? Because I look his eyes and it seems like there's stuff around his eyes. As someone who is also beautiful, uh, he just <laughs> naturally beautiful, Sean. Maybe that's it. Carr under. Uh, Car under passing yards, maybe a fun way to approach this one. I almost kind of like that, even liking the Raiders. I think this could be a smash math game. I, I think everyone's expecting kind of more of a shootout. I know we're not picking totals because we're not totals guys, but you know, seeing this as one of the top totals on the board, I've kind of felt like maybe we'd go under too. So all right. Saturday night, New England, Buffalo. I, I don't I don't love they made this the the this feels like it should be a Sunday afternoon game, but it's Saturday night, new England, Buffalo, Buffalo minus four minus 200 on the money line, new England plus one sixty five 44 is the total. I mean, here's the way I see it. They split the games this year, but like I said, for the last handicap before the Buffalo victory, Belichick needed the wind to be blowing 50 miles an hour to keep Josh Allen's arm out of the game to get a win. 
There's no way I'm betting on a rookie quarterback who hasn't looked good. There's no way I'm I'm betting against Josh Allen and, and this Bills team who is on a mission. They made the conference championship, right? NBA logic. They took that step. Now this is your their year to take the next step. They have the experience. So I know a lot of people are going to tell you about how Bill Belichick is 14 and three in opening round games in the playoffs in his career. Tom Brady was involved in a lot of that action, Sean. Yeah, how many of those games didn't involve Tom Brady? And again, the, the handicap may seem a little simple, but just let, let's look at the quarterback position. One, you have Josh Allen, who is is finally kind of dialed in, uh, and they and they figured it out when when they destroyed the uh, Pats the last time they played. They were just like, "Hey, Josh Allen's our best guy. We're going to keep his the ball in his hand the entire time." But on the other side, Mac Jones has not played well in that win uh, against the bills. He threw the ball three times. And then even in the, in the loss, 14 for 32, zero touchdowns, two interceptions. I mean, I don't know. It, It, the other thing is as far as cold weather, Mac Jones admitted he doesn't like playing in cold weather. You saw him in that goddamn scuba suit. I'm fading anyone that's coming in a scuba suit. Scuba Mac is not getting it done. And uh, I, I think Devin Singletary could have a massive game. They've really figured out that when they get Singletary going as well with Josh Allen, they're dialed in. And, and you know, uh, the Patriots defense relies on, hey, we'll just take your best guy out. Who is that? Are, are you going to throw everything at Diggs? Then I think, Be- you know, then I think Beasley, Knox, uh, Singletary are just going to eat. Like, I, I don't think there's really an easy way to slow down this Buffalo Bills team unless it's crazy wind. And that's, we're not seeing that in the forecast. It's going to be cold, slight wind, but nothing that should destroy the passing attack of the Buffalo Bills. And, and this Pats team, again, this getting into the playoffs with a rookie quarterback, I think is kind of them succeeding. When was the last time a rookie quarterback won a playoff game, Sean? A little trivia. Oh, question. that's a good one. Ah, uh, geez. I don't know. I don't even know who to, uh, who to guess on this. It, I mean, Big Ben, but that's probably too far back. Someone's done it between now and then. Uh, Andrew Luck. It would take someone to be unlimited to get that kind of business done. Uh, it was that 2012 yeah. season. We remembered it so fondly. They they losing to that Falcons team, seeing him at the press conference, and just being like, "God damn, I'm betting on that team to win the Super Bowl next year." Um, Russ Wilson was a completely different animal than Mac Jones is in this offense. And, and I would even take you a, 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 you know, you said it's a simple handicap, you know, play this game, find me the position that new England has an edge on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, it, it just doesn't exist. And, and to your point, your last point about Singletary, I think they know that new England is uh, going to be a tough uh, adversary through the air. And I think Singletary is the key here. I think he has a big game. And honestly, like if you're, if you're asking me which game, like a Saturday lock, I, I, I don't understand why the bills are favored by less points than the Bengals. Like the bet to that, that to me is the story of this playoffs. Like to me, just using the transitive property and, and isolating these games. But I don't know why the bills are shorter favorites than the Cincinnati. Bengals. Yeah, that's, I, I, I would imagine the public is with us here on the bills at minus four right now over a win bet. Maybe, maybe you can get a, a three and a half, but uh, it feels like public would be all over the bills, but I'm not scared of the public, Ryan. I'm not scared of the public. Sometimes, you know, you gotta, gotta, gotta ride with old Joe Q public. 
A little uh, ref nugget from Munoff and his ref report posted over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Uh, Brad Allen is the ref. Home teams nine and six straight up and against the spread. Mm. So nice little uh, nugget there. Last time he refed a game was the Bills uh, Saints game. Bills uh, destroyed that uh, game thirty-one to six. So got the refs going with you. I I just don't see the New England offense keeping them in this game. <clears throat> A, a co-sign it. Uh, let's move over to Sunday, Sean. Which, by the way, sixty uh, percent uh, of the tickets on the Bengals, sixty percent of the tickets on the Bills. Meanwhile, eighty percent of the dollars on the Raiders, and eighty percent of the dollar, or sorry, seventy percent of the dollars on the Bills. So you're seeing a little cross action in the first game. Bills, kind of more of the chalky side, which isn't too surprising. All right, Sunday early, Tampa Bay. Or Tampa, I guess, Florida. The Bucks hosting the Philadelphia Eagles. Tom Brady, a little rematch from the Philly Special Super Bowl. Eagles are catching in a crazy big eight and a half points here. I, I mean, money lines plus three hundred, minus four hundred for the Bucks. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming Sean's going to be all over that three to one. Maybe a little big dog parlay coming for us. Totals forty six. My instant reaction was this number would be too big. Uh, I, I I said it. I guess three and a half. Maybe I was a little short there. I understand the matchups. I understand uh, they played already. I understand a lot of these things. I, I just don't see the Bucks as a team that's going to come. Like this line, this total indicates to me that this is this is going to have shades of a shootout. And I just don't know if both teams are coming to a shootout. Is that your take, Ryan? That's my take. I, I don't know if both team teams are coming to a shootout. That being said, how do you lay the points here? You don't lay the points because you got the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> I mean, how 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 are they this much of a dog? This is eight and a half, nine points. It's it's disrespectful. This team that played against them a month ago was a completely different team. In that game, they only ran the ball nine times, nine carries for the running backs. Like imagine that Eagles offense now. Finally, they're letting the big dogs up front push people around. We heard Chris Long, a man who's been in the trenches. He says this is a trenches game, and you have the number one rushing offense and the number one offensive line. I mean, I, I'm obviously nervous about playing Brady, but again, we've you know one and zero straight up and against the spread last game against Tom Brady. I think we're in his head. He says every time he sees an Eagles fan, he thinks about that ball he dropped in Super Bowl Fifty Two. You should, Tom. And you see that that dog mask right behind me, that poodle. That's because hungry dogs run faster. And speaking of running, Jalen Hurts, the design run will be back. That guy is a fucking beast. But Ryan, it's Philadelphia Eagles team. They're not just winning this game. Oh no. Don't let us get hot. Why not us? Why not the Philadelphia Eagles? Nick Sirianni, no one believed in them. Oh, they're they're showing slideshows of goddamn plants in pregame? Yeah, well the roots are starting to take hold. We got a goddamn tree trunk, okay? And like the mighty oak we're going to be tough to take down first Tampa Bay. And then we move on to green Bay, Aaron Rodgers, his long hippie haircut. 
He's already halfway checked out the door. What better way to stick it to management than by losing a game as a huge favorite to the Philadelphia Eagles and then the NFC championship. Oh man, what are we going to do? Come out to Los Angeles, come out to San Francisco, go back to Dallas, whoever it is. It doesn't matter. We can win one. We can win two. We can win three. And then when we win four, we bring home the Super Bowl championship back to Philly. Imagine a parade with a with a rookie head coach that no one believes in. I'll be getting that tattoo of Nick Sirianni's head as a flower. Roots on three. One, two, three. Roots. Also, for the YouTube audience, I'm sporting my rare breed hashtag untamed chain. That's right. That's the new dog mask. Fucking make us dogs. How dare you? Go birds. I literally fell out of my chair just now. <laughs> I almost, I, I, think I mean, I, I may have popped my mic, Ryan. Let yeah, we'll Rocky figure it out. Play. <laughs> we got rid of that soft paper towel, Carson Wentz. Hey, Carson, you can watch the playoffs where a real man is going to be quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. Let's fucking go. One more time, one more run. Such a good song. Wow. Seems seems bonded. Congratulations, Sean. Thank you. Uh, the, the, so, I guess the the end of my handicap has me thinking. Wow. When I brought up the fact that this line was large on Sunday in our instant reaction. You seemed quiet. You seemed, uh, I, I didn't understand it. It was a weird energy. And then you kind of lurking around the office, the confidence has been building and it makes me wonder, we do get a blowout every wild card round. It feels like why not this game? What if Sean, what if this comes down to Jalen hurts arm? What if the running game isn't successful against that passing attack? How quickly can get this game, get out of control? I'm taking the contrarian side of this because Sean, unlike you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't want to hear this, but the money is fairly split. It's 55, 45. It's not crazy. You're not a crazy dog running through the streets. I'm going to lay the points Ah, only because let's go. One more thing. Uh, Only because I'm a team player material. Take one. I think this line's too big. But we're Tom Brady's gonna find a way to cover this spread. Oh, thank you, I Ryan. Took one for the team there. What, yep. a, what a Christmas gift you gave me. Afternoon, one thirty on the West Coast. The 49ers of San Francisco, led by flat brimmed Kyle Shanahan and Jimmy Garoppolo, head down to Big D to take on the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys only laying three here, minus one sixty-five on the money line. Niners plus one thirty-five. Fifty-one is the total. I know we like Shanahan and Garoppolo as a dog, but I feel like this is a buy at a a real bad price. As much as I hate the Cowboys, Sean, and it's been years, years since I've picked the Cowboys. This is insane to me to take Jimmy Garoppolo against that pass rush. Did you see the way he looked when there was pressure? Did you see what happened to those balls? 
horribly overthrown, horribly underthrown. I think at the end of the day, you have a situation here in a couple of these games where the, the there appears to be a quarterback disadvantage that I think is capable of losing a game. And I expect San Francisco to move the ball, but they'll struggle in the red zone because Jimmy G is not the guy. Well, maybe the Niners out, maybe the Niners out tough them, but I, 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 I think it's strange. The Cowboys are only laying three points here, Sean. Well, uh, I mean, one, I think uh, I, I think the, the Cowboys have really struggled against tight ends. Again, I have George Kittle in my uh, playoff FFPC challenge lineup, and I I I think he's going to have a massive game. I think Tony Pollard not being healthy uh, is really going to hurt this Cowboys team because I I don't think Zeke's their best back. I think not having Pollard at a hundred percent is going to make a big difference. Trent Williams also coming back for the 49ers to help offset that pass rush. Uh, you're going to need it. Obviously Micah Parsons, much like Max Crosby could blow this uh, game up and, and you, the defense for the Cowboys, Ryan, as a, as an advanced analytics, you, you have to know how fraudulent this Cowboys defense is. They're, they're a true outlier when it comes to creating these turnovers and maybe Diggs gets two picks on Jimmy G and that ends up being the difference. But I think it could go the other way. I think they're going to play at, you know, a very simple, uh, you know, motion, some play action, not give them a lot of opportunities. I think they're going to have trouble tackling Debo Samuel. Like my boy Chris Long said, I, I don't mm. think they're a great tackling team. I think Debo, Elijah Mitchell, George Kittle, I think they're going to be able to move this ball, uh, move the ball against this 40, uh, against this Cowboys defense. Lastly, Ryan, Alex Kemp, uh, the ref. Mm. 11 and five against the spread and straight up for the road team. Kyle Shanahan haven't even talked about this against his former, uh, you know, he's, he's squaring up against Dan Quinn revenge spy. Yeah. yeah. So I like that angle as well. And again, Cowboys are 24th uh, in the league versus uh, play action passes and uh, 22nd in uh, yards per play allowed. Um, I, I think the middle of the field is going to be wide open for this 49ers team. And I think that's really where they thrive. So uh, give me the 49ers plus three. So you're saying that in this revenge spot, you like the offensive minded guy to have the leg up on the defensive minded guy. Cause Dan Quinn also coached with Kyle Shannon for a long time. Yeah. No, maybe knows the thing too about the offense. I, I, I see that angle as far as like being able to shut them down, but it's less about the revenge, more just the the type of um, offenses the Cowboys succeed against aren't the 49ers. You know what I mean? Like the 49ers, the the physical pound the attack, you know, eat up the middle of the field. That is really where they thrive. So I, I think it's a bad matchup for the Cowboys. I think on the other side of the ball too, like you're you're kind of like I know the angle is like the pass rush is going to get home against Dak, but the back end of the San Francisco secondary is still question mark. So I, again, I think you know you just got to ask yourself, Sean, if you're willing, to, you willing to get in a shootout uh, with Jimmy G? If you are, take the points. Well, uh, I, I don't. I, think, I don't see this being a shootout, and uh, and I think I think the Cowboys' offense has been pretty clunky. I mean, look what they did against uh, the Arizona Cardinals, a team that was playing their starters in a meaningful game. You know. 
Yeah, no, I, I, I hear what you're saying. The market says it might be a shootout highest total on the board. So uh, in a shootout, if, which is what the market is telling us it's going to be, I, I'm, I'm certainly going to take the Cowboys here. Minus three. And plus we've been talking about this all year. That is a <laughs> disgusting act. The Jerry Jones, you, we watched that. We all watched that speech. He sold, he did something with the devil this year. <laughs> yeah, he did something. So I, I, I might as well profit a little bit on it. So uh, yeah, th- to me, this is a, this number is just too, like this, this should be at least three and a half Quinn already uh, interviewing for other jobs. He's halfway out the door. Uh, scam is greater than Mike McCarthy. Come on. Huge coaching edge. All right. Uh, good luck. Good luck. I'm taking the Cowboys, Sean. All right, moving over to super, super, super wild card weekend, Sunday night football, the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're heading to Kansas City. We just saw this one. It's another huge spread. Kansas City laying 13, minus 700 on the money line. Steelers plus 500. 46 and a half is the total. Uh, I mean, honestly, I think, you know, everything you said about the Raiders feels more like the Steelers They're you know, big Ben happy to have another farewell tour, Mike Tomlin, just people (laughs) talking about how great of a coach he is to have this team in the playoffs, not to say they're going to lay down. I just don't think they're capable of, uh, of playing with this. I I think there might be a little bit of a shootout to this game, but I think in the end, Kansas city is going to win this one big. This is the square sharp dog of the week. I think Kansas city is going to roll. I think Kansas city is going to roll in a big way. Yeah. I'm I'm with you. I, I put uh, you know, this feels like the Pittsburgh is the public dog that has fleas. Yeah. I mean, the Chiefs won 36 to 10 without Kelsey. Now you bring Kelsey back into the mix. I mean, the the playbook to beat Big Ben is very easy. I mean, I, I think Spags just sends a ton of pressure. I, again, like the Steelers had two Super Bowls already. They had the Super Bowl where Big Ben <laughs> got the Monday night win uh, against the Cleveland Browns, had his like farewell to everyone. Then they had another Super Bowl where, you know, they were down and then he drove them. He got them into the playoffs. They sweated out that tie to get in. I mean, I'm a little worried because Big Ben is kind of leaning into it, saying, "Hey, we don't have a chance. You know, we're not that good. We're just gonna go out there and have fun." <laughs> I'm, I'm slightly worried about that mentality. Maybe you pull, pull something out of his ass and and 13 points spread. They certainly could uh, backdoor, but I, I think the Chiefs are going to be in control of this game and and really able to dominate. I not not a lot to add here. I think you nailed it. I think Spags will just dare big Ben to throw it down the field. And and he probably won't. And I think, you know, we'll probably spend the second half of this game listening to how great of a career big Ben had and how good of a chance Patrick Mahomes has uh, to once again, have this team in the super bowl. So yeah, I, I don't know. I, to make this your prime time spot, Sean, uh, I, I don't know. Like we're content creators uh, over here. I don't know if I'm. This is the game I'm selecting to, uh, for the Sunday night window. Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess you get Patrick Mahomes, and you know, Steelers fans are definitely a fan base that would uh, watch this game. I'm I'm surprised it wasn't honestly Eagles Bucks. Tom Brady in prime time. Eagles, big TV market in prime time. But uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm all over the chiefs here. KC minus 13. It's, it's a big number, but um, yeah, you can't, I, it's just, they said it at 13 
because they desperately need people to bet on the Steelers. And it's, and it seems like people uh, 50, 50 Sean, this is the most balanced uh, game so far by tickets and more of the money is on Pittsburgh. So as, to your point, some, some square sharps, some sharp sharps, all the money coming to the Pittsburgh side of the table. All right. This is uncharted. Just like week 18, Sean, this is uncharted waters. We are heading to Monday night in a playoff atmosphere in the Mecca of football, Los Angeles. Uh, we, we just touched on this last <laughs> week, but man, I, I'm curious to see who will have more fans at this one. The Rams laying four minus 200 on the money line, Arizona plus 165. 50 is the total. Uh, I mentioned earlier, I thought that the, the quarterback edge in the Dallas San Francisco game was enough for the, for it to have been a bigger than three spread. Cause I think in the playoffs quarterback play matters in this game, Sean, I know I was a Stafford guy early in the season, but he tied for the league lead in interceptions. You may have been more right than wrong. And I don't know as much as I like to hate on Kyler. I don't know that Stafford is the better quarterback in this game. So if I can get the better quarterback catching four points in a road spot where they've actually been pretty decent this year with the motivational edge of getting JJ Watt back for a playoff push. I don't care if JJ don't care. Is he, is he, de- is he definitely playing Just I put mean- pads on him? Okay. Just get the hype going. Let him do the pregame stuff. As as much as we make fun of uh, the, the 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 Kingsbury uh, coaching uh, snafus, I think McVeigh uh, they're they're coming off a game, golly, because on the other side you have the angle of like they just lose to the Niners all the time and maybe they're not not that bad. But I don't know if I want to bet on McVeigh and Stafford here. I I don't know if I want to lay the four points. I think it's going to be a close game. And so I, I, I'm leaning the point. I'm leaning the Cardinals, Sean. <laughs> well, Ryan, we aren't a we aren't a tower in Italy. We don't have leans here. We have picks, uh, and this is a this was an unfortunate matchup for me because I these both these teams. I was looking to fade uh, week one of the playoffs. You know, you laid out a good case against Stafford. I mean, again, that back is giving out on him. Ten interceptions in the last four games, leads the league in pick sixes. Jordan Fuller, the Rams' safety is out. That kind of isn't getting enough uh, chatter, I don't think. That was really key to the the Forty ers coming back in that game. Again, I think Zach Ertz mm. has a a massive game. You also have Clay Martin, the ref, ten and five against the spread, nine and six straight up on the road. There's plenty of reasons to like Arizona, five and zero oh against the spread as a road dog. Plenty, plenty of reasons. But, um, but I'm going the Los Angeles Rams, what? and this is the main reason: Cliff Kingsbury's teams. Cliff Kingsbury teams, right in the second half of the season, when you take his record in college and the NFL. Uh, their record combined in the first seven weeks, 42, 20, and one the rest of the year uh, for his teams in the college and professional ranks, 16 and 43. So he starts out winning at a percentage of 67 uh, and a half. He ends it at 27% after week seven. I just don't think this Cardinals offense is the same without Deandre Hopkins. And again, the handicap is simple, but I don't know anyone in the secondary that can hang with Cooper cup and 
you know, rare is it for a skill player to outshine the quarterbacks in a game like this? But I think actually Cooper Cup is the best player on both teams. And I think he's going to be the difference in this game. He's going to have some yards after the catch. Unlike Zach Ertz, that's going to be the difference in the game. Uh, I don't love the number. It feels a little high, but again, I'm not going to be taking any teams that I don't think can win outright. And I just don't see the Cardinals getting this victory. Give me the Rams minus four Kramer. You're going, you're going cards plus four. Uh, I am going cards plus four. I, 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 I think it's going to be a tight game. And I, I think in a tight game, I'm not quite sure why this isn't three points. So and give me, give me cliff kitchens uh, for the win here. I, I, I just think like, again, if we come down to it, Stafford has been giving the ball to the other team. And if you do that in the postseason, small sample size, shrink the game, you're going to put a lot of pressure on yourself. And I, and I wonder if that's not going to be the difference in this one. Uh, I, and uh, to the Zach Ertz point, I, I don't know how the Rams stop him unless they put Jalen Ramsey on it. And at which point maybe Kingsbury shocks us and, and deploys a little bit of a, a vertical passing threat. I'm taking the points. This, this, this number should be three. Yeah. And I, I, I also like Sean McVay coming off a loss, this Rams team coming off a loss. I think they have enough to bounce back against Arizona. I, again, like the, the Rams are not a team I have going super far in the playoffs. I I'm licking my chops uh, to fade a Stafford led team. But I think in this instance against this Cardinals team, that's unraveled a little bit. I know they're better on the road than at home. But I, I, I just don't think they have it. I mean, that that win against the Cowboys, I think, was a bit of a fluke. Maybe you're right, uh, and maybe I'm just buying some fool's gold here. But the angle I like is what you said. Like they're coming off that loss to Shanahan. Shanahan just has his number, so maybe I'm uh, uh, I'm overvaluing that loss. But yeah, I again, I, I just I think Stafford loses the game, Sean. That's the difference. No, and that, and obviously, I'm terrified of that. And I've been all, uh, you know, all over the fade Stafford angle from day one, and we're certainly seeing a little bit in the second half of the season. I mean, it's Stafford going up against a winning team, uh, whatever. But I, I think this Arizona Cardinals team isn't your traditional winning team because they haven't been the same team in the second half of the season. They just haven't. Um, so I think, I think Rams take care of business. All right. Look. Let's do it. Time for the lock dog tease presented by SoBet.io. That's right, SoBet, the kings of social betting. Uh, it's very easy. You just lay down the gauntlet between your friends, your family. Kramer likes the Cardinals plus four. I like the Rams minus four. Just send them a little bet request. Uh, connect your third party uh, payment options there, and next thing you know, you're doing battle. Going back to the golden age of sports gambling, mano e mano. Very easy to sign up, get started today. Just go to sobet.io slash SGPN. That's sobet.io slash SGPN. Kramer, lay it on me. Lock dog tease and my bonus lock, lock is going to be Buffalo. This just, there's mm. zero, zero percent chance to me that New England uh, wins the game. And so. I'm relying on them to to keep it close. Sure, maybe I, I'm I'm not buying it. Uh, for my dog, as you can see, Sean, I'm a little chalky. But if I'm if I'm picking a if I'm picking a dog, I'm gonna fade this Los Angeles Rams team. Give me uh, annoying ass Kyler running for his life and just doing what he needs to do. A little bit of the Jalen Hurts mentality, right? I, I think we might see that from Kyler. A lot mm. of six seven. Come on, don't don't. 
don't compare, don't compare rare breed to uh, Kyler Murray. Come on. Understood. Uh, I'd also, while we're talking about Arizona as a dog, I, I would, I would also point to the futures. Arizona twelve to one to win the conference, twenty to one to win the Super Bowl. It just feels a little steep considering they're a relatively short dog this week, uh, comparing to the Los Angeles odds. That is, tease. I guess I'll take Tampa down to two and a half. Oh man, just like the books want, huh? I'll take. Uh, give me the Chiefs laying a touchdown, and I will. Uh, Let's bump the Vegas Raiders up to 11 and a half. Ooh. Okay. We got to get our shit going mentally. And it, What's your bonus lock? And if we if we must have an additional lock. Oh, Sean, this could be a first. Give me the Dallas Cowboys minus oh, 3. Oh my god. That is a disgusting act. And right. I'm You're fully gross. clear right now. Everything's everything's right, and this is just an absolute smash spot. Oh man, could not disagree more. All right, that's good for that's going to be good for one of us. Okay, for my uh, for my lock, mm, really love the Rams here. I'm going I'm going Rams. It's it's a fate of Cliff Kitchens. That that first half and second half stat is really what's uh, swung me. For my dog, I'm supremely confident in the Philadelphia Eagles. However, the mojo that they've been on it requires me not to put them in the lock dog or bonus lock. Uh, big dog parlay <laughs> is a separate entity, but uh, I will go with the uh, 49ers catching uh, plus 135 there. 49ers money line for the T's. Uh, get KC down to seven. That feels about right. Cincinnati to win. And then uh, let's see. Final leg of the tease. Mm, usually don't do it, but in a limited slate, I think uh, 49ers up to nine. My boy Wong would enjoy that as well. For my bonus lock, I'm with you, Kramer. Give me the Buffalo Bills minus four. It's. Yeah. I mean, all right, let's do it. That'll do it for the show. We'll uh, wrap things up again. Uh, make sure you drop a nice rating and review for the pods are going hard. We got some uh, DFS and uh, some uh, fantasy best ball coming in uh, later in the week. So make sure you subscribe to the sports gambling podcast. And again, when you leave that rating and review, if it's on Apple Podcasts, that's great. Uh, Spotify or uh, other places, send in a screenshot, tweeted at Gambling Podcasts, uh, so you can get your entry in to win free gear, aka merch Monday. Thank you for participating in the Sports Gambling Podcast. For the Sports Gambling Podcast, I'm Sean, stacking the money green, and he is Ryan. Good luck, Sean. Go, Birds. Kramer, let it ride. <laughs>